Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Republicans are at war with themselves, and not just in Washington, D.C., just look at Texas, where the corrupt attorney general and staunch Trump ally Ken Paxton was acquitted in the state Senate after a large majority of Republicans voted to impeach him in the Texas House. It's all coming to a head as Greg Abbott pushes forward with an attack on public education. I'm joined by someone at the center of these battles, a friend of Lights On, Texas Representative James Tallarico. James, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So glad that, to have you back, really to shine a light. I think it's really important for um, Texans and the country to really understand what happened with this Paxton acquittal. I think it's it's absolutely outrageous. But if you can kind of just refresh us on this whole process, as I understand it, um, your your house is largely led by Republicans and they overwhelmingly joined Democrats in an effort to impeach him. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. So in the Texas House, Republicans and Democrats came together across party lines to impeach our corrupt attorney general, whose years of blatant unlawful actions warranted uh, such a measure. And the Texas Senate, on the other hand, decided to put politics over principle, and they acquitted the most corrupt politician in Texas on all charges. And that came as a shock to a lot of people around our state. The fact that the attorney general could use his immense power, his office to enrich his campaign donors and get away with it uh, was unconscionable. And, and it's a, uh, a miscarriage of justice. The Texas Senate failed to hold him accountable and they have restored the most corrupt politician in our state to the office of top cop. Yeah, just to recap some of that corruption, you um, impeached him on 21 articles of impeachment. Eventually, 16 of them were actually tried in the Senate. They involved corruption, uh, bribery, obstruction of justice, abuse of public trust. A lot of them involved um, using state resources to benefit a wealthy donor, a man by the name of Nate Paul, who's also currently under indictment, lest we should forget that Ken Paxton himself is under indictment right now for felony security fraud charges. Um, he remains under a several, se I'm sorry, separate uh, FBI investigation. He's currently in jeopardy of losing his Texas law license for his um, deceitful attempts to overthrow the 2020 election. I mean, there is, like you said, deep, deep rooted corruption um, behind his actions, and he is allowed to continue as the top cop in Texas. That's right. And the reason we know about a lot of these 
um, corrupt practices in the attorney general's office is because eight of his top lieutenants decided to risk their careers, uh, risk their livelihoods, and exposed the corruption of the attorney general. They blew the whistle at immense risk to themselves and their families. And these lieutenants are not progressives. They're not Democrats. They're not even moderates. These are dyed-in-the-wool Texas Republicans. These are movement conservatives who saw unlawful actions taking place in the attorney general's office and decided to risk everything to do what was right. And unfortunately, we've sent a message to you know, lawyers and public officials and whistleblowers throughout the state of Texas, throughout the nation, that it's not worth coming forward to expose corruption because politicians will protect their own at the end of the day. Yeah, Ken Paxton just did his first public interview after this so-called acquittal with uh, Tucker Carlson, of all people. And um, I'm going to I want to, you know, just bring up some threads. It was off the rails. Um, Please, lights on viewers, don't waste your time. We will recap the insanity here for you. But before I do that, I mean, just talking about you're talking about the nonpartisan um, whistleblowers who spoke out against Paxton. And I was reading some articles about the GOP senators um, in your in your state Senate who were probably very close to voting to convict him. And there, it reminded me a lot of that McKay Coppins piece in The Atlantic last week about Mitt Romney recounting the cowardice of senators in our, in our U.S. Senate for not um, voting to convict Donald Trump the first or second time, especially the second time when it was so overwhelmingly clear that he was uh, responsible for the insurrection. Um, it's it's really sad, isn't it, that you have people elected to public service who are elected to that position um, to do things that are difficult, um, to to make difficult decisions in the public interest, who when, when push comes to shove, put their own political futures, their own, um, you know, just hunger and thirst after power above the public interest. That's exactly right. And I, and I want to recognize my Republican colleagues in the Texas House and the two Republican senators uh, in the Texas Senate who did what was right and voted to convict Ken Paxton. You know, it wasn't enough. We needed 21. But there are still Republicans who will stand on principle. And that at least gives me hope for our democracy. Um, it's, you know, public officials who are corrupt are the rot at the core of our broken political system. Nobody is above the law in this country or in this state. And this is not just a, you know, a white collar crime story. It's not just, you know, politics as usual. Having our top cop in this state, having him on the take, having him doing the bidding of wealthy special, special interests is going to do immense harm to the people of this state. It's a danger to Texans when we have our top law enforcement official who is who is on the take. So this, this is not an abstraction. This has real consequences in the real world for real people, real businesses, real communities in our state. 
Yeah, James, as I mentioned, I did the watching of that Tucker Carlson interview for viewers, so they didn't have to. Yeah. And um, I mean, the way I, 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 to be honest with you, I haven't heard Paxson speak a lot publicly before. Yeah. And as I was watching it, I was struck by not just the fact that he's dangerous and corrupt, but he was seems so incompetent and almost incoherent. I mean, he was yeah. he was giving this version of some 2020 election conspiracy, something to do with Georgia. I, I had to replay it a couple of times because I couldn't even nail down what he was saying. He seemed to be saying that um, they stopped counting votes because of a water break. And he and Tucker Carlson, you know, in his act that he does was like, oh, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. Are you saying that? And he said, yeah, and I know because I was there. And I'm like, oh, you were there in Georgia? I mean, it just it was completely incoherent. Um, and he he portrayed the whole impeachment of him as you're describing, which was completely bipartisan from from your your brave colleagues in the in the Texas House, as a Biden led impeachment, as something that has been weaponized by the Biden DOJ. The same lie that they're trying to you know push out in D.C. that they tried to do with Garland before the Oversight Committee. Um, this this lie that Joe Biden is orchestrating this prosecution of corrupt Republicans across the country. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've never heard something more ludicrous. The Republicans that I serve with in the Texas House are very conservative Republicans, and they have passed a lot of dangerous Republican policies through the Texas House. They stood on principle to expose Ken Paxton's corruption, but they are, they are anything but progressive Democrats. I know that personally because I work with them every day. And the idea that they would work with or collaborate or even take a phone call from Joe Biden uh, or Joe Biden's DOJ is laughable. Um, you know, the, the Paxton defense really centered around this, this crazy conspiracy theory um, involving the Bush family, um, President George W. Bush and, um, and, and, uh, and some of his advisors. And I just, you know, I, I struggle to follow the thread of, of some of these conspiracy theories that Ken Paxton and his legal defense team have put forward. Yeah, you talk about conspiracy theories. It's all, um, if you listen to that interview, it's so, it's so, the partisanship in his voice. I mean, everything in him is about keeping, he talks about it very openly, about needing to keep Republicans in the judiciary to basically do his bidding. He talks yes. very openly about attacking voting in Harris County, about trying to eliminate the option of mail-in voting. He went into this other, you know, vast conspiracy about elections administrators colluding to I don't even know, like I have in my notes here, harvest question mark, question mark, because I don't even know what he was saying, but he's basically concocting this vast conspiracy about mail-in voting. You know, we know, I think you know this, James, more than anyone being in the state, the attacks on on places like Harris County, where there's such a significant minority vote um, is, is really outrageous. And I just think it's really important to shine a light on people like him who are so concentrated in in a, in keeping Republican control for the sake of partisan loyalty and doing personal bidding as opposed to the service of the people. That's right. And and you know, corrupt politicians are nothing new. They've been around since the beginning of our republic. What is new though is that 
political parties, in particular the Republican Party, has shown a willingness to protect corrupt and dangerous public officials who are subverting the public's interest, whether it's Donald Trump or whether it's uh, Trump's mentee, Ken Paxton. Um, Some folks have asked me how this is possible, and I always give them a simple answer, which is follow the money. The, The trial in the Texas Senate was presided over by our Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick. Weeks before the trial started, Dan Patrick took $3 million in campaign contributions from two billionaire mega donors who are buddies with Ken Paxton. And it was given through a group that was explicitly pro-Paxton. And so this trial was not a fair trial to begin with. Um, Dan Patrick and the Texas Senate are bought and paid for by wealthy special interests who are looking out for their buddy, Ken Paxton. And the reason this is relevant is because those those same billionaire mega donors, those two billionaires, are now funding an effort to privatize public education in our state with a private school voucher. Dan Patrick did their bidding on the Ken Paxton trial, and now Governor Greg Abbott is doing their bidding by calling a special session in the next few weeks to try to pass this voucher scam, which will give our hard-earned precious tax dollars to unaccountable private schools at the expense of our underfunded public schools. You gave me the segue that I was looking for. Thank you, James, um, on the vouchers, because it really is. It's all coming together, isn't it? And I what I what I'm so happy to have you here for is, you know, for me, when I was on the other side, a lot of these buzzwords that they use, whether it's about education or immigration or taxes or anything, their buzzwords sound good. Right. They they claimed the freedom platform for years for me. And that was enough. I was I was so blinded. I just thought, oh, these are the freedom people. Right. Well, their buzzword now is school choice and parental That's right. rights. That's right. uh, and I, I think those are completely misleading um, and totally do not grasp what is going on here. Can you debunk this notion of school choice and parental rights? Absolutely. So first, a voucher is any program that's going to divert those precious hard-earned tax dollars away from our underfunded public schools and giving them to unaccountable private schools. And vouchers have been proposed in Texas for decades. The first voucher bill came in 1957, just two years after Brown v. Board as an effort to try to, to, uh, to resegregate public schools in the state of Texas. And ever since then, a bipartisan coalition of urban Democrats and rural Republicans have joined together to defeat vouchers and protect our public schools. You know, in our small towns around Texas, the school district is not only the largest employer, it's also the central community hub that is holding these small towns together. You know, globalization and income inequality have hollowed out so many of our rural communities. The last pillar that's still standing in many small towns is the local school and vouchers would destroy public schools throughout Texas. And it would take money from schools that are meant for all of us and give it to private schools that serve the wealthy few. And so they, you know, these billionaire mega donors who are pushing these voucher scams know that vouchers are unpopular in Texas. They always have been. And so they're trying to use new slogans um, to force these scams on Texans. One of them is school choice, but this is not school choice. In fact, It's the school's choice because 
private schools can deny admission to any student they want for any reason they want. They can deny admission based on academics. They can deny admission based on behavior. They can deny admission because your parents don't make enough money. They can deny admission because you're not a cultural fit. So how can we take money from our public schools that are meant to serve everybody and give it to these unaccountable private schools that only serve the wealthy elite? Yeah, it's really an attack on public education, you know, and to remind our viewers, you come to this as a former public school teacher. I mean, you have lived and worked what you're speaking of, and you understand how vital the investment in public schools is. Um, You know, I even think of at one point in high school, I attended a um, I attended a high school in in probably one of the most wealthy cities in the country. I was not wealthy, but I was, you know, living in an apartment in this town. And even in this very high income public district public school, I will never forget my art teacher had no supplies. She was literally given pencils and had to go out and buy her own, you know, paint, paint brushes, anything that we were using in that art class. I mean, public schools are woefully underfunded. And if I read it correctly, um, your your house felt found that this previous, you know, parental rights bill would have diverted four point nine billion dollars through 2028 to these private voucher scams. That's right. So before I was a legislator, I was a public school teacher. I taught middle school on the west side of San Antonio in San Antonio ISD. And our school was so under-resourced, so underfunded that I had 45 middle schoolers in one classroom. You know, there weren't even enough desks for all those kids. And so I had kids who were sitting on the air conditioning unit. This is happening across our state. You know, Texas is 43rd in the nation in per student education funding. We have a historic teacher shortage. We've got educators who are driving Ubers at night to make extra money and who are leaving the profession at a rapid rate. And so the idea that we would divert those precious tax dollars and give them to these these unaccountable private schools should offend everyone in the state of Texas. Before I was a teacher, I was a public school student myself. I was born to a single mom who didn't get to go to college, but because of our public education system because of our public school teachers, I got to earn degrees from the University of Texas and Harvard. And that's true for a lot of people. I think there are a lot of people watching your show right now who wouldn't have the opportunities they have today if it wasn't for our public schools. And those are under threat now. This voucher scam is part of a coordinated attack to dismantle public education in the state and in this country. Yes, it is. And, and I hope I hope as many people as possible really understand the stakes and, um, you know, don't fall for this and and follow what you're doing in Texas. You fought it back once. And I hope that that bipartisan coalition um, continues to do that. Me too. Yeah. Just to, to, to bring us full circle in Paxton, I, I wanted to I couldn't help it because I have James Tallarico with me. And, you know, we share this love of uh, Christianity that um, is not a proselytizing, I don't think, sense, but just a, a love that, that we want to maintain the purity of. And mm-hmm. one thing that Paxton mentioned in his uh, in his interview, which again, I, one last thing from it, he said, I'm sitting here because my Lord and save, of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I was delivered. Now, I wouldn't say he was delivered. I would say his salvation was delayed 
because he did not get the truth. He did not get that reckoning that re- true salvation comes with. <laughs> Do you agree with me, James? <laughs> Do you, you know, I think the troubling thing about this Paxton impeachment is the erosion of objective truth in this country. You know, those brave whistleblowers, they knew the truth of what was happening in that office and they risked their careers, they risked their livelihoods to come forward. Those Republicans in the Texas House and those two Republicans in the Texas Senate who voted to impeach and convict the most corrupt politician in our state knew the truth. And, you know, scripture says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And I'm, I'm hopeful that it's not too late for Kim Paxton to admit the truth and for that to set him free. Amen. James Tallarica, thank you as always for joining me here on Lights On. Of course. Thanks for having me.